You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to the Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio theater, and I'm here with David Alt, of course. Morning, everyone. Do you feel a little edgy this morning, Jack? Edgy? Excited, restless, skittish, tense, uneasy, uptight. I, I know what edgy means. I was just wondering why you'd say that. Well, we've moved ahead to the podcast Visionaries, to the year 2185, where the world is distinguished by two races, the Visionaries and the Deadeye Slaves. The visionary race is the next step in human evolution. They have unique eyes which endow them with special abilities. Humans unable to evolve are slaves to the visionaries because of their powerless eyes. Now that you mention it, that does make my eyes twitch a little. Well, hold on, because those dead-eye slaves openly rebel against the visionaries beginning with episodes one and two right here on the Sonic Society. The best family secrets to uncover are the ones where you're not involved, but they're delightfully scandalous anyway. It's all the mystery and the drama without any of the personal stakes, and that's exactly what you get with June's Journey. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, each chapter will take you deeper into June Parker's quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. You get to put your detective skills to the test, and fast, because it's to your advantage to find everything in a scene quickly. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested in both the storyline and my ability to spot all the clues at each level. There are also tons of ways to customize your island, learn more about the characters, and fill up your photo album. They really have so many delightful details in this game that I'm honestly still discovering. So June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. Visionaries, Episode 1, Eye for an Eye. Light beams through several stained glass windows, splashing the walls with shades of red. Blue, green, orange, and gray. A thick glass table stands in the middle of the room. Two chairs on the right, two chairs on the left. One chair at the head of the table. This is the conference room inside of Blood Tower. This room is the command center for the country Vision Rock, land of the visionary race. Vision Rock is made of five different cities, Burning candle, steady mist, weeping soil, sun rising, graystone. Visionary beings possess unique eyes. These eyes hold either a single ring or multi-rings within their colored iris. Each color carries a specific ability. Two chairs drag against the marble floor as they are pulled away from the glass table. Radon of the first blood, citizen of the city burning candle, carries the multi-ring red eyes. Within his red iris, there are black rings. Each ring appears bigger than the one it's surrounding. However, the rings stop just before they cross into his sclera. He sits at the head of the table. A red cape hangs over his left shoulder. A flame pin holds the cape on the right side of his chest. A wheel rests on his back and shoulders with spokes sticking out. Each spoke carries a small candle. He's the archseer, leader of Vision Rock and all visionaries 
Sitting to the side of him is the Grand Herald, Lore of the Truth Seekers. He is a citizen of the city's steady mist. He carries the multi-ring blue eyes. The Grand Herald ranks second after the Archseer. He is the only visionary, outside of Radon, that carries the multi-ring eyes. Multiple rings increase the visual prowess of the visionary. Radon pulls the cork out of a wine bottle. What's so urgent, Lore? I have a vision to report. I saw a war coming. It's the Dead Eyes. You pushed my day back for that. It's the person leading the Dead Eyes. They are all the same. It's not a Dead Eye leading them. It's a visionary. A multi-eye beholder. I saw him, Archseer. Start from the beginning. Tell me everything you saw. Lore limps to an open door at the end of the hallway. His eyes are radiating a blue light, meaning his special ability is currently activated. His ability is the power to see and navigate through the future. A first blood guard bursts inside a blood tower from the door down the hall. Grand Herald, stay inside! We are a spear rips through the guard's body. It was loud. The horns. People screaming. Who's attacking us? It can't just be the dead eyes and one visionary. It felt like everyone. I need specifics, Lore. The first blood guard that was killed inside a blood tower. A spear struck him from outside. So that's the Greyborn's weapon. Are they helping the Dead Eyes? I'm not sure. I didn't see you through it. All I know for certain is the date. And? 1,127 days from now. Open. What is it? Grayson hasn't shown up in the library. Did you check his room? Not yet, sir. Don't. I'll get him myself. Understood. So, more or less three years from now. Anything else? Archseer. There's more. As Lore steps outside onto the balcony, he looks up at a gigantic burning candle statue. A long rope binds the statue. Dead eyes pulled it down with a simple tug. Radon stands up and walks to the window. He sticks his head outside and looks at the candle statue. This is real, Archseer. The enemy you have no idea of. The field was covered in dust. I couldn't see which city was fighting which. You let dust prevent you from doing your only job. It wasn't the dust that prevented me. It was the plane. Plane? Huge combat aircraft descends and hovers over Blood Tower. Abruptly, the plane vanishes into thin air. However, the damage is done. So, some random plane will wipe out all visionaries. And that's the end of our chapter. The multi-eye beholder got rid of the plane. I thought you said he's leading the rebellion. I believe he is. Then why would he make the plane disappear? I don't know. I don't think what you saw was a vision. I know a vision when I see one. You can't even identify this multi-eyed beholder. The dust gave him cover. But I saw his eyes. Lord crashes onto the banister. He notices one man standing at the bottom of the staircase as Blood Tower continues to crumble. The dust hides that man's identity. However, his shining eyes stand out, blue in his left and red in his right. 
Each eye has multiple black rings. As Lord limps to the mystery visionary, the stairs collapse under his feet. Please, I need to see that man. The Dead Eyes man aims his pistol at Lord. Dead Eyes is the name visionaries use to label humans because of their powerless eyes. Give me one second. Oh, Mississippi. What? Your vision implies Dead Eye slaves will build a combat aircraft under our nose, which is impossible on Vision Rock. Just because technology is banned on Vision Rock doesn't mean it's banned on the other side of the world. The other side of the world is dead. I thought so, too. But that plane comes from somewhere. And so will Deadeye soldiers. I saw one of them. A Deadeye infected by spores? There is no way any of them survived this long. But what if they did? What if they built some safe zone? And all this time they're building their army, building their planes, preparing for three years from now. And the multi-eye beholder. You're not taking me seriously. Do you remember the vision you saw and told my father 13 years ago? That Jackson would become the multi-eye beholder. The reincarnation of the great diviner. You call Jackson a god. And he's dead. My visions can be altered. And me. What did you tell my father about me? I said you would be nothing. Now I carry the mantle. How do I know you're not wrong about this, too? I know the difference between my visions and hallucinations. Dead eyes will never beat visionaries. That's how evolution works. Archseer, if they have more planes like the one that I saw, they will beat us. Have a safe trip home. Radon exits the room and shuts the door behind him. He walks down the hall. The mantle on his back illuminates the paintings on the wall. He stops at a door and slowly opens it. As Radon enters, he observes the room. Disgust spreads over his face. The room is a mess. Mountains of books, bottles of wine, clothes scattered everywhere. He rips the curtain to the side. Raisin of the first blood sits up in bed. He extends his hand forward to block the light. He has dead eyes. It is three in the afternoon. Wasn't feeling well. Grayson grabs a red berry from a small plant next to him. These unique berries have two stems on opposite sides. He plucks both stems and tosses the berry inside his mouth. You're too busy getting high off seat berries. No, I see why you kept me waiting. Grayson lets out a puff of smoke. What did I do now? You only talk to me if I did something. Athenia told me you were bothering her with questions again. Of course she was bothered. That's I'm the archseer more than I'm your brother. Remember that. She was with Jackson when he died. I just wanted to ask her about this. Grayson picks up a piece of paper and hands it to Radon. Where did you find this? In the library. Radom stares at the paper. His multi-ring eyes shine a red light, activating his ability, bringing what he imagines to life. Suddenly, the piece of paper catches on fire. What are you doing? Healer Ian was a traitor. As far as I'm concerned, his autopsy of Jackson's body was a complete lie. Radon, if someone killed Jackson, then we need to find the person responsible. There is no proof. You just burned that it! That little piece of paper wasn't proof. Fine. I'll talk to Healer Reed. It can lead to more rumors. I don't care about rumors. Someone might have killed our brother. You have other things to worry about. Radon pulls out his own piece of paper and hands it to Grayson. Section Zero, I'm the last person that should do this job. I disagree. I think you're a perfect fit. 
On the other side of Blood Tower, first blood guards patrol the hall. Saya, a dead-eye slave, walks past the guards. They stop and stare at her. But she doesn't give in to the intimidation. She keeps her head up high and marches forward. A steel collar binds her neck with a chain dragging behind. The roughness of her short, uneven haircut contrasts the softness of her beautiful face. However, her eyes are her most revealing feature. Tired, black, angry. As she passes a door, a hand emerges and pulls her inside of the library. The hand muffles Saya's attempt at screaming. Inside the library, Saya rips off the hand over her mouth. Saya, don't... Are you crazy? I thought I was being black bag. I need to ask you something. I need you to... What? Hide a baby in slave's camp. For what? She's scheduled for the ceremony. Hiding her won't stop the guards from looking. And when they find her, it's the slaves that will be punished, not you. I just need a couple of days to get them out of them. here. The baby and her mother. You're smuggling people out? This is different, Saya. Can you hide the baby? Please? I'll see what I can do. Grayson walks through a street market in Section Zero. Everyone there, only women, carry the single ring red eyes. They all stop shopping and stare at Grayson. The First Blood Guard Commander, Bull of the First Blood, walks behind him. Bull's suit of armor is intimidating, especially his helmet. Candle rests on the top of his head, leaving a trail of smoke behind him. His single ring red eyes are the only part of his face one can see through the helmet. Tasha of the first blood steps up to Grayson's face. She has rags as clothing, but she's not a slave. She's a visionary with a single ring red eyes that lives in the poor side of burning candle. You're the one that's going to take Lexi's baby? After everything she's done for you. I don't have a choice. Tasha spits on Grayson's face. Bull reaches over Grayson's shoulder and chokes Tasha. He picks her up with one hand. Tasha kicks her feet as she struggles to breathe. Assaulting the Artsia's brother is considered treason. Let her go, Bull. were born like you. Bull and Grayson march forward. They stop in front of a house. I know the mother. And? This is my assignment. Let me handle it. Grayson and Bull enter the living room. Lexi of the First Blood rocks her baby up and down. She carries the single ring red eyes. The baby on her lap cries, prompting Lexi to breastfeed her. Grayson sits across from Lexi. Bull stands behind Grayson still as a statue. I can't believe your brother sent you. I'm sorry. What's her name? Maya. It was my mother's name. And her... We're on a tight schedule. Can we talk alone, Grayson? On the orders of Archseer Radon, I'm to remain with Grayson at all times. He's right. My brother instructed... I didn't ask your brother's permission. I'm asking you. Grayson. Lexi, sometimes... These situations just have a way of working out. Just let it be. Let it be? That's all you have to say to me. Bull walks closer to Lexi. 
His hand rests on the pommel of his sword. Hey! I've got it. Then do it. Or I will. Lexi of the First Blood. Look at me when you're saying it. Look me in the eyes. On behalf of Archseer Radon, leader of Vision Rock and blood of the Great Diviner, I hereby order you to hand over your deformed infant for eternal sleep. May her spirit rest in our great flame. I'll let you have a moment before we take her. Olin Grayson exit through the front door. Let it be. The Archseer warned me you might try to be heroic and save your friend's baby. If she runs, I will track her and the baby down and chop them to pieces in front of you. Sooner or later, I'll catch them. Sounds like it might be sooner. Lexi sits against the wall. Smoke steams out of her mouth. Her eyes are halfway rolled behind her head. A few seat berries are sprawled out over the floor. Grayson drops down to his knees. Lexi! Lexi! Bull pulls out a small knife. He lifts it up high. Aim down towards the baby. Great diviner, guide my actions and accept this infant into your eternal flame. Move away from her. Right now! I take my orders from me! This is my assignment. You work under me! Bull sheaths his knife. You're going to hold a ceremony for her dead mother to watch? This is quicker. Grayson picks up the baby from the crib. You are still going to do what I was about to. Maya's head lays over Grayson's shoulder. She has dead eyes. Later that night, Slave Saya carries two heavy wooden buckets inside of Grayson's room. Saya picks up a mop and plunges it inside one of the buckets. She whips it out and mops the floor. Grayson enters the room and shuts the door behind him. They have the baby. I have people in place waiting on orders. Waiting? Do you understand what you're going to do to this baby? She won't be there for long. You don't know that. And I don't want my people getting hurt over a visionary baby. Are you saying you won't do it? Why is she so important? Lexi was the only person outside of Jackson that didn't treat me different. She never called me deformed or dead eyes. You loved her. Yes. You never mentioned her before. I didn't think it mattered. It does now. My father thought she was a bad influence on me. She was too rebellious for his taste. So I stopped talking to her. She killed herself today. Overdosed on seed berries. I never had the opportunity to explain that I was trying to save her baby. The worst part? She didn't even think I would try. I didn't do enough, just like before. Raisin, a rebellion is going to happen. What? Udo is leading the slaves. He's going to have every slave killed, you know that, right? Saya, even I won't be able to protect you from my brother. I have a deal that can help the both of us get what we want. We'll save that baby's life for your brother's life. That baby has nothing to do with She's this. She's a visionary. She has everything to do with it. You think that baby is hurting? Look at us slaves. She may be considered too low to be a visionary, but at least she's high enough not to be a slave. At least she'll die peacefully. Slaves die every day in every way, but never peacefully. Saya, don't... I need to go back with an answer. I want to speak with Udo. That's not possible. If he wants a shot of me turning on my family, then we need to talk. 
Fine. I can't believe you asked me to pick. You. Of all people. And what about you? You told me you love me. I do love you. Then why haven't you offered to smuggle me out? That's not fair. You know it's ten times harder to smuggle out you slaves. You can't say the words. Not fair. You want me to smuggle you out just to get caught in the next city? It won't work. Just like this senseless rebellion. We believe in Udo. Udo is irrational. And he's going to cost you your life. All for little to no change. What life? Saya puts on an appalling black rubber mask that only shows her eyes. She tightens the strap on the top of her head. The stamped number on the forehead of her mask is number 97. Multi-ring eyes glow with a red light. Across the room, a row of five fire torches catch fire, one by one. Each fire torch illuminates a carved stone face right below it. The faces are the past arch seers, one through five. The entire room comes to light. This is the library inside a blood tower. Bookshelves stretch around the room. And on the floor, there's a wide rug with a sleeping naked woman under covers. Radon streams the red light again. Crap appears in the fifth stone's face. It starts in its right eye and runs slowly down to its cheek. Iro sits up on the rug. Her green, beautiful eyes are just that. Beautiful, but dead eyes. You have to go back to the slaves' camp tonight. I'll have Bull escort you. You want me to go? Athenia wants to talk. It'll probably take all night. I thought you are the artseer, not your wife. Careful, Ira. Remember what you are. I am more than just a slave. I know things. Ira stands up. The covers slide off of her breast. She pulls Radon in close. I know more than your wife. Like what? What you really are. Fearless. Ambitious. Like the third art seer. We remember him as unstable. A crazy art seer that burned Greystone to the ground. Forget the action and look at the message. It's the action that killed him. Sacrifice isn't the same as being killed. How do you know so much about him? Your father loves talking about the history of art seers. Even how you came to power. What did he say about me? People call you Radon the Borrower because you were the only art seer that couldn't awaken your motoring eyes. Your father gave you his motoring eyes through eye transplant. A risky procedure that's never had successful results, but it did for you. It was after the fifth art seer died and you took the mantle. Do you think that's the name for me? Radon the Borrower? Radon the Ambitious. I know something else. A secret. My gift to you. What? The slaves are planning a rebellion. And it starts with you dying. Thank you for listening to Visionaries Audio Drama. If you like what you hear, kindly subscribe to us on visionariesaudiodrama.com. You can also follow us on social media for any updates. Ash to Flame. Super Bowl Sunday is coming soon, but gridiron drama doesn't have to end. Not if you love the sport and you love sci-fi. The Galactic Football League series is available as a free podcast. The unabridged audio presentation of this series by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler features three episodes per week and has in-game action so real it hits you like a linebacker blitz. 
It's Star Wars meets The Sopranos meets Ted Lasso, a space opera slash brutal crime drama slash heart-pounding sports story. Get ready to fan up for the Ionath Krakens as they crisscross the Milky Way in hopes of winning the coveted Galaxy Bowl trophy. They have to not only succeed on the field, but avoid the wrath of their vicious gangster owner and the thugs that fix games and have rival players assassinated. ESPN says the rookie is a wild ride that takes football to the next level. The Galactic Football League series is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best family secrets to uncover are the ones where you're not involved, but they're delightfully scandalous anyway. It's all the mystery and the drama without any of the personal stakes, and that's exactly what you get with June's Journey. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, each chapter will take you deeper into June Parker's quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. You get to put your detective skills to the test, and fast, because it's to your advantage to find everything in a scene quickly. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested in both the storyline and my ability to spot all the clues at each level. There are also tons of ways to customize your island, learn more about the characters, and fill up your photo album. They really have so many delightful details in this game that I'm honestly still discovering. So June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. Visionaries, Episode 2, Slow Deaths. Radon stands at the doorway. He watches slave Ira sit an old man down. The steel collar binds her neck, just like the other slaves. The old man is Jarno of the First Blood, a former archseer. He is the father of Grayson and Radon. His eyes are clinched shut. Ira notices Radon and bows. Artsy Radon. Radon moves the curtains to the side, filling the room with daylight. It's beautiful outside. You don't need these candles. You can go get those items for me now, Ira. I'll be back for your prayer. Good girl. Slave Ira takes good care of you. Yes. And we both enjoy the irony. What irony? Former archseer dependent on a dead-eye slave. All she can do is see. Something I can't. And apparently something you can't either. What are you talking about? You have the Grand Herald, the only person that can see the future, and you can't see why listening to him is vital for Vision Rock? Did you hear his vision? Dead-eye militants from the other side? A multi-eye beholder? Even if it sounds ridiculous, how can you tell him otherwise? Do you carry the multi-ring blue eyes now? No. Then you cannot question what he saw. He's been wrong before. Remember what he told you about me. That's what this is about? If he was wrong before, he can be wrong again. I did not give you my eyes so that dead eyes can take vision rock from us. I gave it to you to extend our legacy. Don't let your pride cost us everything. Fix it. Fine. I'll talk to him. Don't talk. Listen. Anything else? What's going on with your brother? He carried out the assignment. Lexi killed herself while he was there. What about the baby? He plans to continue with the ceremony. I was on my way to tell him no. People might think it's his daughter. He'll still do it anyway. That's because he knows you are protecting him. He challenges me every opportunity he can. You're no better. Giving him Lexi as his first assignment... That was uncalled for. He needed a reminder of his place. 
Still does, in my opinion. You can't leave your brother to rot in a cell. Bad enough people think you had a hand in Jackson's death. Speaking of, I burned the paper Grayson found. Good. Now find who put it in the library in the first place. That wasn't a coincidence. Someone is trying to divide this family. Do you think it's true? Jackson being poisoned? No. Slaves are packed into one camp. They all have on a black rubber mask that only features their dead eyes. Grayson stands on the other side of the fence. One slave continues shoveling. He has the number 3999 stamped on the forehead of his mask. This is Udo. He has the body of a warrior and scars of a slave. It's pointless. The slaves will die. We're already dying. Not from being burned alive or your heads chopped off. Dying from diseases or worse. I'll speak to the healer. We can fix that. You think that's what needs fixing? You want freedom. Deserve freedom. I agree. But it won't happen overnight. And there's a way we could do this without bloodshed. What do you want us to do? Ask your brother nicely? Your other brother tried to free slaves with words. And he was poisoned. You don't know that for sure. You honestly think he died of natural causes? Which side are you on? Will you fight with us or against us? Your plan won't work. Yes or no? I'm giving you a better alternative. Yes or no? You kill my brother and then what? Walk away alive? Yes or no? Let me be your inside guy. Start from the inside. Fights aren't won by those that just force themselves down the middle. You need a plan. And you can give me that plan? Yes. But I need you to trust me and be patient. I'll help you get your freedom. Okay, inside man. I'll hide that baby for you. But I will carry the rebellion as I planned, unless you set us free. That's fair. You got until the end of the week. I can't free slaves that quick. Better get to work. Radon knocks on the open door. Or stops packing his bag. Art's here. How did you like the guest room? Staying in the blood tower is always a treat. Why are you leaving so soon? I fulfilled my purpose. If I have another vision, I'll be back to report it. I doubt any other vision you have can top the one you came here with. Seemed like the end of Vision Rock. And the beginning of something else. Well, we will see. Eventually. Only if we do nothing. I've given your last vision some thought. It would be stupid for me to ignore it. I apologize for how I responded. You don't have to apologize. You have the pressure of leading Vision Rock. And I need your help to do that. Send word to the other city's generals. We will hold a council meeting. Thank you, Archseer. I will get right on it. Grayson carries Maya in his arms. She's wrapped in a white blanket. The vision flame candle brightens the city in the late hours of the night. Grayson walks up to the first blood guards manning the entrance of Vision Flame. To the side of the candle, there's a row of slaves passing logs up to Vision Flame. The guard pours a few drops of a green liquid inside of Maya's mouth. The guard steps aside and lets Grayson through. Grayson enters Vision Flame and looks at the slaves tossing big logs inside of a huge furnace. They all have on their slave masks. A god, fires of the first blood, 
watches the slaves like a hawk. She keeps her left hand on the pommel of her sword and a whip in her right hand. On the upper level of Vision Flame, First Blood Mothers form a line. They all have a dead-eye baby wrapped in white. There's another guard posted inside of the room. This is Arzen of the First Blood. Raisin watches a mother place her baby on a table, and she pushes the baby into the fire. The door slams shut and conceals the flames. The mom drops to her knees. Raisin looks at the line of women. He sees Tasha pushed up to the furnace by Arzen. Tasha stands in front of the flames. On the lower level, dead-eyed slaves continue throwing logs inside of the furnace. Since the logs are heavy, five slaves form an assembly line. The slave at the end of the assembly line stops and looks at the ceiling. The slave hunches over from the pain. Then he straightens up as if nothing happened. They pass a log that looks different. Unlike the other bare logs, this one is wrapped with branches and small leaves. That log works its way down the assembly line and gets thrown into the flame. Black smoke slowly rises. The slaves look at each other. Then they pass another log. This hollow log has a blanket stuffed inside. Tasha walks down the stairs from the upper level. She's being escorted by Arzen. Black smoke continues to rise. Fires approaches the furnace. She coughs and drops to the ground. Arzen pushes Tasha to the side and runs to Fires. Fires! Just as he gets closer to her, he coughs and collapses. Tasha grabs the hollow log from Slave 1029 in front of the furnace. She gently places it down and wiggles the blanket out, which wraps a baby girl. (coughs) Grayson coughs as he sees black smoke rising. Tasha runs up the steps. All of the first blood mothers turn to Grayson. So the rebellion starts with me dying. Shut up about the rebellion. The slave runs upstairs. He rushes to Grayson and tries to grab Maya. Give him the baby. No. The slave needs to leave with the child before the guards wake up. You're working with Udo? You want to save the baby or not? Grayson hands Maya to the slave. You're going to pass out any minute now. When you wake up, (coughs) this is who you get to burn. Tasha gives the baby that was in the log to Grayson. Then she turns to all of the first blood mothers. Wipe the gel off! She wipes a clear gel from under her nose. The gel counteracts the black smoke. We need to pass out like the guards. Make sure the slaves do the same. Is she dead? Not yet. I'm not burning this baby. Yes, you are. I can't! Then we all burn once they realize this wasn't an accident. And all of this will be for nothing. You have to burn the baby. She's a slave. You'll be doing her a favor. All of the mothers lie down. Tasha does the same. The room fills with black smoke. Now you have a sample size of what we go through. Saya looks outside the window of Grayson's room. Black smoke rises from the top of Vision Flame. Udo unbuckles his mask and slides it off in slave's camp. Sweat drips from his face. He looks at the black smoke rising. Grayson stands bunched together with the first blood mothers outside of Vision Flame. Bull marches up to Fires. Did the Archseer's brother burn his assignment? Yes. Before or after the black smoke? After. Bull walks over to Grayson and the mothers. The Archseer wants to see you, Grayson. 
Lady Seer, Athenia of the First Blood, pours herself a glass of wine. She carries a smaller version of the mantle on her back. She's a little older than Radon, but her beauty is still radiant. Radon sits at the opposite end of the long dining table. I saw the Grand Herald. You told him to stay. It doesn't make sense for him to leave and come right back. So the other generals are coming? Yes. Marin of the Green Every Vein? Every general. Were you going to tell me, or was I going to find out when he's knocking on our door? I was waiting for the right time. I told you what Laura saw. We need to move on from the past. He killed Jackson. You can't say that. How can you defend him? Do you know how many theories I have heard? Jackson was killed by the Green Vein because he wanted to abolish slavery. I killed him because I wanted to become the Archseer. You killed him so you could be with me. He killed himself because he could not deal with the pressure. The fact is, he was sick. With something Healer Ion has never seen before. Healer Ion was a traitor. That has nothing to do with the autopsy report. He manipulated Jackson. The whole freeing the slaves idea? What's his idea? Planted by Ion. Jackson was weak. Earlier, you said Grayson was bothering you with all these questions about Jackson. And now, you sound just like him. I just don't trust the green vein. We'll talk about this later. Come in. Grayson enters the room. You wanted to see me? Yes. What happened at Vision Flame? Slaves burned the wrong log. I passed out. Everyone did. A lot has been going on lately. It's starting to make me wonder. Who can I trust? Is there anything you need to tell me? The slaves are reaching a boiling point. You... Yes? Could go lighter on them. Are they going to protest? That could be the starting ground. Starting ground? For, for what? A rebellion? Maybe. You got too close to her little brother. Bull? Where is my brother's slave? I last saw her in Grayson's room. Why do you need her? Who's leading the rebellion, Grayson? I, I don't know. Bring her to me, Bull. Wait, wh what's going on? Who's leading the rebellion? I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me! Or I will have every First Blood guard take turns on your little girlfriend until she screams me the name. Fine. Bull! Wait. Slave Udo. Thank you for listening to Visionaries Audio Drama. If you like what you hear, kindly subscribe to us on visionariesaudiodrama.com. You can also follow us on social media for any updates. Ash to flame. Hi, listeners. This is Jason Liu, creator of Birds of Empire. I am beyond excited to introduce our new season and dive back into the world of New Dakota. Birds of Empire follows four young people from the clans of New Dakota. The bears, the rams, the birds, and the wolves. Each hero we follow will struggle with their own demons, burdens, and hopes as their battles play out across a sprawling, lush, and brutal landscape unlike any that's come before it. Birds of Empire is a modern folk epic that blends elements of history, fantasy, and myth to tell the story of an incredible world that might one day be. Book One, The Dawn Age, introduced us to the world and the heroes who call it home. Book Two, the Seed of White Rock continues our heroes' journeys as destinies collide, revolution brews, and new alliances are formed. All things return. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to never miss an episode. 
A good start to understanding the problem of freedom for the Visionaries podcast. Find the show and all the notes on the sonicsociety.org website. Did the tortoise give us any notes on why the audioverse is wrong yet? I got so caught up in the show I forgot to check. Uh, <clears throat> Wait a minute. The sensor we dropped, it's... it's wrong. Well, we've run out of time to look into this mystery. Uh, see you next week, folks. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Take care, everyone. Thank you.